Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about motivation. One of the biggest challenges I find working with those with dyslexia and neurodiversity is the mixed motivation they have. It's kind of like an engine where someone is revving it up and down, but you've got little control sometimes over how fast you're going or how slow you're going. And it can be a real challenge. It can cause a lot of anxiety, problems in life in general, and a lot of misunderstanding. So I wanted to talk a bit more about it today. So let's dive into it. Okay, so let's dive into motivation. Why has this one come up for me? You know, it comes up every now and then when I'm having these moments of flux where I'm unsure about what I should be doing. I just don't feel motivated to do anything some days. Um, and then other days I can feel remarkably motivated and at full speed. It's kind of like I've been put onto 9 out of 10 mode and I just go flying. And in other days I'm a 2 out of 10 mode and it's like I just need to rest. I um, really can't be bothered doing a lot. And it feels like I'm just treading water. Now this up and down of motivation happens a lot for those with dyslexia and other neurodiversities. You know, it's a real uh, issue with executive function. You know, the energy goes up, energy goes down, and we don't always have a clear way of controlling it. And sometimes it can make us just feel a bit useless. That's the, the term I sometimes feel is like, I just don't care unless something has to be done and there's like a deadline on it, and I must get it done, that gives me a bit of energy. But apart from that, I'm like, it'll hold till tomorrow, it'll hold till later, do I really care about it? And I start to go into this overthinking about everything. So something that could be quite simple to achieve, I go all the way into my head and think about what's the point of it. I go to a point of what's the point of my life, where am I going, what am I doing, all of this stuff kind of comes up. Now, I don't go as far as I used to down that rabbit hole. I can catch myself, but I still start that journey uh, a lot of the time. And it, it all stems heavily from this imbalance of motivation. Maybe it's a bit of focus, but to me, it's more motivation. Because focus, you know, here's how I define the difference. Focus is knowing exactly what you're doing, trying to do something, and then just getting distracted. Motivation, I think, is the energy to even get started on something or to get started on anything, you know, at least semi-productive. Um, so you're not even at the point where focus is the problem. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? I hope it does. So I wanted to just talk about a few different things, you know, that have helped me um, over the years. And the first one is just starting. You know, this is something we've all heard about, I'm sure, and sometimes we do it. It's also really tough when your motivation is waning, but just starting. It's kind of like training yourself to go to the gym for five minutes uh, three times a week. That's your only goal is you've got to step in the gym, do five minutes of a workout, then you can go home if you feel like it. Now, you might think, hey, that's a bit crazy. Uh, what's the point of that? Five minutes to the gym, it's probably taking you longer to get there. But the whole point of it is, it's trying to take away this, this lie we have with ourselves. And I see this a lot with neurodiversity, is you get excited about, say, going to the gym, or it could be absolutely anything like that. And 
you go, oh, I'm going to go to the gym 60 minutes a day, five days a week. I'm going to crush this. I'm going to be the best of the best. And it just, you know, that motivation, if you've got it for two weeks, the new motivation, it's great, but it disappears pretty quickly. Whereas if you can start to say, hey, for the first three months, three times a week, five minutes a time. Now, very rarely you're going to walk in that door, spend five minutes and leave, right? It's not going to happen. You're going to start working out and you're going to enjoy it. And maybe the first one you do is 25 minutes. Maybe the next one is 15. The next one could be 35 or 40 minutes. But what's happened is you're, you're giving yourself a motivational target that doesn't seem or feel scary. And it gets you into this habit of doing the same thing again and again. I did this when I started walking again. You know, I would do a 20 to 30 minute walk. Very quickly that moved to 50 minutes. And now I'm at about an hour, a bit over an hour now, where I found a really good balance. I'm happy with it. It just feels like second nature, which is awesome. And, you know, the reason I mentioned the gym is I'm going to start doing that gym process in about three months. I've set that goal. And, you know, that's the key thing is it's about not forcing something that I'm just going to kick myself about if I don't do it. If it's five minutes, I can do that. The other thing that really stems motivation, I think, as well for me, is the environment. Now, we're moving house in three months. We're renting at the moment. We've bought a house that's being built. And, and myself and my wife are kind of in this, this zone at the moment where we're, we're in like a holding pattern. We, can't, we don't really want to buy stuff for the new house until we're there because, you know, it's so hard to work out the, the widths and the dimensions and, and also the feel until we're in the house. So we can't really buy anything new. We're semi-excited, but, you know, it's hard to get excited when something's three months away. So we're just not really motivated. You know, we're not motivated to buy new stuff, which is logical. We're not really motivated to pack down this house yet because it's still three or so months away. We don't have an exact date yet. The fun of house building. Um, you know, so we're kind of in this limbo zone and it can be really unmotivating in that part of our lives. So, you know, the logical part of our brains are going, well, it would be great to have a bit of motivation to start packing this house up because that's going to make it a much easier in three months time. But because we are, you know, because we are a new bit neurodiverse, you know, we also are very conscious that where our energy comes is in that last two weeks before we move. In that last two weeks, you'll see two of the most motivated humans you ever met as we pack down this house top to bottom and get everything sorted. And at some point we'll say, I wish we'd done that this, this a bit earlier. But, but deep down inside, we know this is how we both work. And so it's actually okay. And we actually enjoy that level of, I like to call it dramatic stress. So I think a really key thing around that type of motivation is understanding who you are and how you work. So being a just-in-time finisher, I'm a conscious of that. It ain't going to change. You know, it's just not going to change. So I understand that I need that kind of pressure to get the most out of me. You know, when, when there's not a lot of stuff on, I struggle. When there's too much on and I'm going mad, then I'm in a good place. So that's really key. And so, you know, that's completely not about the, the environment. I went on a slightly different tangent. It's just how my beautiful mind works, um, <laughs> which is funny. In regards to um, the environment, when I'm talking about that, what I'm basically saying is how can you make it a bit easier to, to get things done? So, for example, when I joined the gym, 
I make, you know, I'm, we're very lucky. We went into a house that's a four minute walk, maybe a three minute walk from the gym. And that to me, in my motivated brain, puts me in an environment I can't lie to myself anymore and say, oh, the gym seems so far away. If it's a 10 minute drive, I can, I can talk myself out of getting started. Because we're going to be so close to the gym, it's very hard for me to lie to myself. In essence, I've created an environment where I can't tell myself that story anymore. So, you know, the gym is one key part. This can be the same as well if you're trying to motivate yourself to stop a negative habit. So, for example, maybe you play video games too much. That's what someone said to me recently is unplug your Xbox or your PlayStation and put it in a cupboard upstairs away from your television. Every time you want to play it, you've got to go upstairs, get it out, unpack it. Um, and then when you're finished, you've got to go put it back. Have someone hold you accountable to that. Very quickly, you'll spend less time playing video games because your lazy motivation will kind of kick, your laziness will kick in versus your motivation to play. So that, that's just something to consider and play with. I also think, you know, the other thing to be aware of is around environment is like winter and weather. You know, my motivation is so related to my actual, like, environment of the world, right? Like, we're in winter at the moment. It is colder. It's not as sunny. It's raining more. Uh, the days feel shorter. It just isn't as inviting to be motivated. So, like, I know I sleep more in winter. I know I'm less productive around the edges of the days at night I'm this I less want to go out in the mornings I less I don't want to go out as much and so that is okay and being aware that I'm going to achieve probably a bit less over the winter months in certain areas I've had to agree and say hey I'm fine with that I understand that you there isn't a quick fix to that I can't change where the sun is I'm not walking around with a heat lamp to improve that motivation what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to say to myself Use this time to rest, recover, recuperate, rather than to, to push myself to a point where I hate what's happening. And then the final thing around motivation that I think is also really important is knowing, having clarity about where you're going. Um, because when you've got clarity about where you're going and, you, and what you need to be motivated about, you're going to... You know, your brain is going to be more trained to focus on those things and it will create some motivation around it. Does that make sense? So if you've got no goal, say you start in January and you say, I'm not going to do goals this year for whatever reason. I'm just going to go with the flow. Now, the challenge with that is your brain doesn't know where it is going. And so what it's going to do is it's going to lean into all of the high dopamine activities Especially for those with neurodiversity, it's going to go straight to those, which are not always things that are valuable for you. Now, and now, if you're in a point of your life where that's what you want, fantastic, it'll work, I'll guarantee you. But it can take you down some very negative paths. You know, for me, what keeps me solid is I've got four places I'm going this year around health, the house we're having built, holidays. We just had an amazing holiday to the South Island of New Zealand, which was stunning. We saw walks or seals and hot pools and cool stuff and that was one of my big goals this year and I'm stoked about it and you know I've got four in total and they're on my screensaver on my computer I'm clear on them when all else fails with motivation I know where I'm going and so I can actually go I don't feel motivated 
what what do I look to? Because if I don't have something to look to, I look to dopamine triggers, things that are going to make me feel better in that moment with a, without a view to the future. And so by knowing where I'm going, like health is on there, I get to reconsider. Now, does, does this mean I get everything right? No. Um, but it allows me to know, to actually assess where I am in the year. Like I, I feel, I'm healthier than I was at the beginning of the year. I'm walking, I'm sober, I'm meditating, I'm in a point where I'm playing football, I'm doing a bunch more stuff. And so in those moments where I feel like I'm just being a lazy shit is the term I would use, because <laughs> there's, you know, there are those moments, right? We just feel like that inside ourselves. Let's not lie to ourselves about this. I can remind myself of how far I've come towards these goals over the year. And I can go, actually, you can rest. The world won't end. Breathe in, breathe out. You'll, be, you'll feel a bit better tomorrow. And that comes from having that clarity of vision. That I know if I get to the end of the year and I assess myself on these four places and go, wow, you got 95% of the way there or you, you over exceeded that. Fantastic. Then, then I'm going to feel better about it, right? I'm going to feel more motivated. I'm going to feel, hey, I've actually made massive progress. What's a little bit more that I could do? So that's really key as well. And then the last thing, like, so those are the points from me. The other thing I wanted to share today is I was listening to, I think it's Stephen Bartlett, The Diary of a CEO. Quite enjoy his podcast. He talks to some interesting people. But one of the things, the side comments he made about how he stays motivated to go to the gym, I really liked <laughs> because a lot of us are motivated uh, by, it's, fear, it's, it's pull or push. You know, it's fear or it's like the stick or the carrot. And he's got a, a gym group where they all have to do uh, high intensity workouts. That's his thing. What I, but what I love about it is he's got a WhatsApp group. I think it was, I want to say five to 10 people in it. And each month they're all tracking their workouts. So they've got, it's a, I don't know the exact details of it, but they, they have to do more workouts, not, not be the person in the group who's done the least amount of workouts. So say there's five of them, the person who does the least amount of workouts at the end of the month gets kicked out the group. They have to leave. They're gone. <laughs> you know, they're just literally kicked out the group. And then the beginning of the next month, they, they, they nominate someone else to join. Quite quickly, quite sharply, uh, it's just done. That's how, how they work it. And, um, and basically because of that, it drives them not to be the bottom of this group and as a group, they're all pushing each other to actually do the workouts they know they should. How crazy is that? Like, that's an intense way to do it. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to do that, but I like the idea of it from a motivational standpoint. It pushes you to go beyond um, and to hit targets, you know, to drive yourself. If you get kicked out of that group, you're going to be frustrated, right? You're going to be like, I didn't do well enough. Let's go further. Uh, and if you're if you're motivated by that, it's a huge thing. So don't be scared to create games that work with you and how your brain works. Little games like that can be massively valuable. Accountability like that is as well. So that's all I wanted to share today, guys. Motivation, motivation, motivation. Um, I'll be back next week. Have an epic rest of your day.